And as COVID cases continue to surge in the U.S., should we be worried or more worried on this side of the border? Let's uh, welcome in Dr. Lucas, our good friend and Canadian doctor currently working in Houston. He's on the line to discuss here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Doctor, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Uh, Well, listen, they continue to hit daily highs in the state of Florida. And Lucas, we're hearing they're now considering shutting the beaches down again, specifically Miami Beach, for the July 4th weekend, which is upcoming. Yeah, and I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, uh, over the weekend in in Texas, we shut down bars uh, once again. And I think the next step, the next logical step is where else will young people congregate over the July 4th weekend? Well, that's probably going to be a beach to watch fireworks, to go on boats. And we're trying to prevent the spread amongst those young uh, folks. So I think it's going to be kind of across from California down through Texas into Florida that the beach towns are likely going to be shut down and people are going to be upset. But I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah, it seems as if a lot of these estates that you just mentioned are taking not one step back, but to two or three. And you and I talked about this uh, last week, and it seems as if this is the case, that maybe this was just too much too soon. They just rushed to the reopening. Yeah, no, definitely rushed with the reopening. I mean, we, as we mentioned last week, but for those who didn't hear, I, I mean, Texas, we reopened two months ago. Like, I, I just think of that. I, it's like two months have passed. And right from the very beginning, as soon as things open, I'm, I'm sure the situation is similar in Toronto. The second things open, people rush. It's like a like this freedom and they're out of jail per se. And they, and they go to the extreme measures. And right from the very start, two months ago, I remember just saying it to everyone around. It's like, it's like this virus never existed. I just look around and folks are not social distancing, not wearing masks. Uh, patios are full. Bars are full. Restaurants, despite, you know, trying to keep the tables apart, they were getting pretty full. Malls, people are wearing masks around their necks, not really uh, on their face. So I, I think this is, this is definitely something that is a result of opening too soon, too fast, and then also not following those things, the masks and the social distancing. Okay, as states like Florida continue to hit new daily highs, how concerned, how worried should we be on this side of the border? Is there any sort of possibility that there could be, um, I'll call it overspill, uh, when it comes to some of these states and their new daily highs? Yeah, I mean... In Canada, the specific concern, I'm sure the border uh, closure is going to be revisited. Uh, I think it was supposed to uh, expire July 21st. So I'm sure there's going to be another conversation amongst the leaders of what's going to happen and what isn't going to happen with the border closure. But, I mean, as we relate to everything, Jeff, I think I think the take-home point for Canadians needs to be let's wear masks. So the spillover effect is really something to guide us of how to live our lives in Canada, and that is let's wear masks so we don't end up like Florida. And if folks on July 1st want to get uh, go on boats in Toronto, on Lake Ontario, or wherever they are, or cottages, I think people just need to be very careful and take the lessons from places like Florida, like Texas, like California, places where we've just gone downhill. We've now My hospital's systems are at 100% ICU capacity as we speak right now. They're projecting if things keep going for the next week, we're going to be in an unsustainable surge. I mean, these things are very, very worrisome, and I think that's what 
Canadian folks need to think about, but probably not going to be traveling to Florida or to Texas or to California anytime soon for Canadians either. All right. Since you mentioned masks, Mayor Tory is out saying that he is open to the idea of making masks in this city mandatory if you want to enter a store. What do you make of that just from a medical standpoint, uh, Lucas? Is that a good idea, a good strategy? So, yes, it is. And uh, our good friend, actually, Steve Rory, I, I had a conversation with him earlier, and he and he used this expression that, you know, it's not masculine to wear a mask. And it was a good pun on words, but I think a lot of people have been, like, anti-masks. And perhaps that's from what was initially remarked that we shouldn't be wearing masks, we should save them for healthcare practitioners. And then there were some conflicting other uh you know, releases saying, no, now we should wear masks. We should. So I think people are confused. But the general take-home point is we should wear masks. It's a badge of honor to wear a mask for the person next to us. We're being um, cognizant of others around us. I think what we've learned, and throughout these last three or four months, we've learned a lot, is that you can spread the virus when you're pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic. So if you don't know that you might be carrying the virus or you might pass it on to someone, then of course we should wear a mask because that reduces your chance of giving the virus to someone else. And I think people need to keep in mind that this is not only a cultural thing that represents us in a really good way, in a really good light, that we're wearing a mask, we're protecting the other person, but long-term we may prevent what's happening in the United States, which is what people didn't do here. They didn't wear masks in stores. They didn't wear masks in bars and patios and in fact you know that's what could have prevented a lot of what's been happening yeah you know it's really really bizarre i mean i was in a store on the weekend okay it was a liquor store i was in the liquor store on the weekend and i had my mask on but i was looking around and i would say maybe a quarter of us had masks three quarters did not and yeah you just kind of think to yourself listen i'm doing my best to, to protect you why wouldn't you do the same for me you know, and, and that's what it comes down to. Like, what is it about the human being behavior that makes people not want to wear a mask? Um, I, I mean, I could speak in on behalf of the United States when they don't see President Trump wearing a mask or the vice president or they specifically don't use the word mask. They say face covering. It's to downplay the importance. It's politicized here. In Canada, I don't think that's the case or it shouldn't be the case. I always look at Canadian people my entire life as some of the most cognizant of others, kind people. So I'm surprised that uh, that was your experience at the liquor store. Uh, Jeff, I know I spoke with my dad. He said over the weekend he went to Loblaws to get some groceries, and he actually thought, you know, maybe it was 80 or 90 percent. So I maybe this is a city-by-city um, you wow. know, base, but it, it, yeah, it might differ. But um, but I think you know people need to wear masks, and I think it should be mandatory. Let's learn from us here and not do that in Toronto. I really wish that for folks uh, back home. All right. Uh, finally, scientists are now out saying that there's a risk that uh, some may never fully recover from COVID-19. What do we know about this? Okay. So, you know, Jeff, we've talked about all these different uh, symptoms of uh, coronavirus, right? From, from blood clots to lung issues to heart to pancreas to liver to neurological stuff. You know, they get strokes and, and, and dizziness and, and seizures. So there's so many sequelae of the virus. What we don't know is what are the long-term risks or damages um, that are the potential. And I mean, the concern I've heard from some folks is even though they've recovered from the virus, we're looking three, four months down the road now, 
and they're still having difficulty breathing. I've heard of some folks, and in fact, there's a Utah Jazz basketball player who says he still has not recovered his sense of smell. And this is three or four months um, after being diagnosed with the virus. So we don't know how long the virus is going to cause a lot of these signs and symptoms within us, but it is quite worrisome that a, a virus that can hit us from head to toe is giving us prolonged four or five months of symptoms, and we've gotten rid of the virus if you do a test. So this is very worrisome, Jeff. I, again, we learn more and more about the virus every single day. Six months from now, we'll know more than we do now. Is it related to our blood type? Like that's some of the new hot press that's going on. And so I just hope that everyone continues to take this seriously. I think we're doing our due diligence here to inform the public, please be safe. This virus is no joke. It's something that can be very serious, and it can last for a very long time. Absolutely. Dr. Lucas, appreciate the time as always. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, Jeff. Take care.